0: hey talkers welcome to keep talking podcast keep talking is the best program for you to reach an advanced level of english by practicing every day that's why since july 2021 we've had a new podcast episode every day because we want to give you something to listen to every day most of these daily episodes are short maybe only 10 minutes, although a few are much longer, especially the ones where we speak with special guests. Most of the episodes are in English, some are in a mix of English and Spanish, and in a few we only speak in Spanish. We also have the occasional throwback episode, where we play a previously recorded Instagram live. Sometimes we give tips on how to improve your English, while other times we talk about a wide variety of topics. I hope you enjoy the podcast and check out keeptalking.co to sign up for a free trial interaction with Keep Talking and to learn more about our memberships. And hey, if you've been listening to Keep Talking Podcast for a while and you like our content, please share our podcast with a friend who you know would like it too. Thanks in advance and now on to the show what's up talkers in this episode i am going to tell you a story te voy a contar una historia and then at the end of the story i'll explain to you why i told this story hint it's because it will help you in your language learning journey like everything we do here at keep talking podcast okay so i'm going to explain this story in spanglish i think that's what i'm going to do yeah so Esta historia, eh, cuando yo tenía 23 años, sí, 23 años. I was 23 years old and I was starting my career as an interpreter, right? A translator and interpreter. And at this point, of course, I'm a native English speaker and Spanish is my second language. And I had, you know, I had been studying Spanish since I was like 12 years old and had really started studying like more intensively. Over the last couple years, right when I was like 20 or 21, when I was finishing college, I started to just to study a lot, right? Estudiando mucho, mucho, haciendo mucho esfuerzo para hablar muy bien el español. See, ¿sí? and so I applied for a couple of jobs with some interpreting and translating companies because I wanted to find a job where I could use my language skills right after finishing college. And, of course, most of them were like, no, no, we don't want you. Well, they didn't say that, but they didn't respond to me. You know, sabes cómo es cuando aplicas para, para trabajos. Sí. La mayoría no me querían, pero una, una compañía dijo que, que sí. And so I went in, I did some interviews, and then after I passed the interviews, I had to do a, it was just like a written test, really. 100 words, 100 palabras related to medical terminology in Spanish. And so I passed the test because you had to get 90 out of 100 and I actually got a 94 out of 100 and actually it's really easy, muy fácil, imagínate, o sea, traducir 100 palabras escritas del eh, pues del del inglés médico al español no es tan difícil, hay muchas palabras que casi puedes adivinar qué van a ser. Anestesia Anastasia, radiation, radiación ¿Qué tan difícil es? Eh? Of course, there are some words that are a little bit harder But the point is, I passed this test And really, at that time, I even kind of knew that my Spanish is still not that good Like, I'm not ready yet No, no estoy preparado para, para de verdad trabajar en situaciones difíciles como intérprete like, like I, I, You know, I, I wanted to get a job like that But I'm like, I still am not quite ready I'm like, okay. And I was working another job at the time as well. I was just working in a store, you know, un trabajo pues normal en una tienda, see, ¿sí? And un um, trabajo que, que tenemos muchos de nosotros los jóvenes cuando estamos terminando con una universidad, lo que sea, ¿sí? So I'm working this other job and everything is fine. And I got like signed as an independent contractor by this interpreting company. I'm like, okay, cool. So yeah, I passed the test. That means I can kind of start whenever I want. Maybe I'll, like, study a little bit more and let them know when I'm ready to start doing actual interpreting. Because it's going to be medical interpreting, like in clinics and hospitals, etc., etc. So I just practice my medical terms a little more and then I'll be ready. And then, all of a sudden, de repente, me llamaron a las dos de la mañana. Or maybe it was three in the morning. I don't remember. Like, in the middle of the night. And this was way before. This was... Nine years ago i don't I didn't wake up nearly as early as I do now, you know I would wake up at like you know seven o'clock or eight o'clock in the morning, like most twenty three year olds do so they called me I think it was like three o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, What the f- is going on? and at this point, I'm like oh whoa, well, you just woke me up, whoa, whoa, whoa!" and I don't know how this works, so I'm like, well. Geez, maybe this this must be like super serious if they don't if I don't go, could this person die? Is there there's a person in the emergency room that needs a, an interpreter? I mean, you know, a person's never really going to die because they don't have an interpreter. But you get the point, right? I'm like, this, this must be serious. Muy urgente. ¿Me? They don't have anybody else. They called me. This must be really urgent. So I'm like, well, okay. Okay, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. So I woke up. I I put all, you know, I put my clothes on really fast and uh, I went to this hospital, right? Of course, it's like three o'clock in the morning, drove to this hospital. It's like 20 minutes away from where I live. And so I walk into this place and like, I'm already like so confused because I'm like, why? Why am I? Why did they call me? This I have never actually interpreted before. This is going to be my first time, and it's three o'clock in the morning. What the heck is going on? And I, I know that like I'm not that comfortable yet. hablo español, pero no sé si puedo interpretar. Nunca lo hecho. And so I go into the hospital, and then of course, it actually wasn't like. Thank goodness it wasn't like that serious No es que la paciente en el hospital estaba allí muriendo en una cama Sangrando y yo tenía que interpretar para los médicos No, no era exactamente así Pero lo que era fue una mujer embarazada Que pues eh, estaba teniendo unos pues dolores severos y no recuerdo qué exactamente Right, so we have a pregnant woman, a Spanish speaking woman Who needs an interpreter and went to the hospital in the middle of the night And they called me And so, I get there, and of course, like, I don't even know any of, like, the protocols hardly. Honestly, like, I wasn't really even trained yet. I just, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for this in any way, in terms of, like, the rules you have to follow at the hospital, and then also just being able to interpret... De por sí, You know, like, <laughs> my Spanish was not that good. My medical Spanish was still not that good. I wasn't quite ready. But anyway, here we are. So, 3 o'clock in the morning, 3.30 in the morning now. I pull up, I realize, okay, this is a pregnant woman that they're taking in to do, I think they were doing an ultrasound, ultrasonido, of something. And, you know, I just, I told her, like, she probably noticed, too. She's like, ¿Quién es este blanquito joven que probablemente no sabe español? <laughs> me va a interpretar, supuestamente? And I, <laughs> so... Like, I remember telling her, one of the first things I told her, I'm like, "Um, Hola, yo soy Sean, voy a ser su intérprete, probably in like a worse accent. Hola, yo soy Sean, voy a ser su intérprete, y tengo que decirte que mi español no es perfecto. (laughs) I remember telling her that. And um, I remember, I don't think she even responded. She just kind of like, you know, kept looking at me like, well, okay, I hope all of this works out well. And really... The good thing is, in most situations like that, how do I put this, in that situation in particular, it didn't really matter that much that my Spanish was not that great yet because we didn't end up talking about any like high level important things things, right? No estábamos explicándole, o sea, la, no sé, cómo estaba el función de sus riñones y hígado y otros to- los laboratorios y los procedimientos que tenía que hacer, no. It wasn't, it didn't really end up being like that. It ended up being like me telling her, okay, acuéstate de esta forma, and, um, you know, abre los ojos, cierra los ojos, no sé qué, cosas sencillas, sí. And now, of course, it's a little awkward, too, because usually... Maybe some of you realize this listening Usually in those situations They hire a female interpreter to come Right? They usually don't want a male interpreter To be in the room When there's stuff related to pregnancy It's kind of awkward, right? Imagínate Para las mujeres escuchando O sea, vas a tener un bebé Y ahí entra un intérprete que es un hombre Bueno, tal vez no les importa Pero a algunas mujeres O sea, es muy incómodo hacer esto uh, Hablar sobre esas cosas con, pues con uno, un hombre en vez de una mujer, and of course some of the doctors are male, but you get the point, so it's just awkward for everyone, right, we've got this 23 year old white kid who barely speaks Spanish, <laughs> especially in like a super professional way, not really, you know, a man, not uh, doesn't really know anything about pregnancies, I didn't know anything about about what pregnant women go through and in the hospital like for the first time working it's just bad and really everything turned out okay for me I remember I left I was there for like three hours right because I had to stay with her while they were doing these tests and I can't even remember what was going on like for the rest of that day I think I remember I like drove back home at seven o'clock in the morning and like went back to sleep for a while. I don't remember if I was working my other job later in the day, yo no se. Sé. I, I don't know what happened exactly. But everything worked out fine. It was kind of a shock to me, and I'm sure this woman you know, ended up fine, probably had her baby and everything went well. We never really find out you know, what happens next as interpreters when a patient is in the hospital. But anyway, the point is I'm sure everything was fine. But um, for me it was kind of like a shock, and one of those things like, wow, they just threw me in there, and I totally wasn't ready, and I totally wasn't expecting it. A las tres de la mañana, con una mujer embarazada en el hospital. Ah! Anyway, and the reason I wanted to tell you this story is because for many of you who are practicing your English, and maybe you want to, you know, well, maybe you want to work as a translator or interpreter. I don't think that's the best career field to enter into right now, but still there are opportunities. But maybe you want to do... I don't know, anything related to using your your English skills or your language skills. And this really applies to anything in life. You're going to probably have to start before you think you're ready. Vas a tener que empezar antes de sentirte preparado o preparada. I guarantee it. It applies to almost anything. We always sit there and tell ourselves, well, I just, I don't know if I'm ready. And the same thing applies even like to go to a language exchange or something like that. Para ir a un intercambio de idiomas. Algunos de ustedes probablemente, probablemente se dicen, mm, Bueno, hay un intercambio de idiomas gratuito, pero ay, no me siento preparado, preparado. No sé si quiero ir. No, no sé. Mejor la próxima vez. No, no, no. La próxima vez. Es que no quiero, pues, me va a dar vergüenza hablar inglés ahora. No quiero. <laughs> don't listen. your self-talk when it says that go go they Oslo Oslo obviously in a professional setting like this I probably shouldn't have been called because I actually wasn't ready yet okay so like don't put yourself in a professional situation how do I put this like don't put yourself in an obvious professional situation where you have to have a super high level of English or whatever other skill I mean if you end up in that situation accidentally like I did do your best, <laughs> but especially for things where like nothing is on the line. Que no hay nada en, en juego. No hay nada, no es tan importante, verdad? Como un intercambio de idiomas or, or whatever it may be. Just go out there and do it. Go out there and do it. If you're thinking about, I don't know, making a speech or making a video or something like that in English, and you're thinking, oh, I don't know, my my English just isn't that good. Do it. Hace hazlo, hazlo, hazlo no. Oof, I was going to try to spell Oslo. Is it even H? My Spanish is so bad. H-A-Z-L-O. H-A-Z-L-O. Oof, I was getting confused between the H in Spanish and the Aga in Portuguese. Because H is Aga. Alright, I'll stop confusing everyone. The moral of the story is, you're going to have to start using your language in both professional and non-professional settings before you are ready. Okay? It's part of life. We all get thrown in there before we feel ready. So when the moment comes, do the best you can, learn from your mistakes, and do better the next time. All right, talkers, we'll talk again soon. Peace! Thanks for listening, talkers. Remember that Keep Talking is the best program for you to reach an advanced level of English. Go to keeptalking.co to sign up for your free trial if you haven't already. And remember to share this podcast with a friend who you think would like it as well. Heck, don't just share it with one friend. Share it all over social media.